All right, welcome to Rise Up with Mark Mixon. Uh, I'm Mark Mixon. I'm a union and political organizer, and uh, this is my buddy Adam. He's uh, Adam. Introduce yourself, if you don't mind. Hello. Yeah, I'm the uh, producer on the show and uh, videographer, editor, and friend of Mark's, and just a uh, advocate of uh, the people. So. A quick overdue view of what we're doing here on this show. Uh, you know, Adam and I have been friends for uh, a long time now, and we uh, have political conversations, uh, talk about world events. We, we we call each other up and we have conversations and conversations that we enjoy and we don't really hear out there in the online world. So we thought maybe other people might enjoy and participate in those sort of conversations. Um, and I personally, a lot of my work, I'm a, like I said, I'm a political organizer and, and uh, I'm, I'm really working to try to find ways that we everyday people can, can successfully, you know, rise up and fight back against the systems that do not seem to be working for us. And, and so that's hence, hence the name of our, uh, of our show. Uh, this is our second episode. So please, you know, like, and subscribe and uh, uh, follow us on the various social medias that we are creating. Uh, support us on Patreon uh, and uh, uh, and join our conversation. We're going to be finding ways to have conversations with you, uh, uh, whether it's online through Discord or in the chats or doing doing call-in type things where we bring you on. We're going to be bringing on guests. So, so thank you for listening. We really appreciate you being here and we want you part of the conversation. So we're going to start every episode trying to make sure we're on the same page like we're we're calling it the breaking through propaganda i think that's what we called it breaking through the propaganda something like breaking free of propaganda free. maybe that's what we're calling it <laughs> uh, we'll get our slogans right here we just we're very new we'll get them down we'll we'll get them yeah uh, what were the talking points the cia gave you mark no i'm just kidding <laughs> just kidding the, uh, you know, the, the fact is, and boy, I would go into propaganda. We will, we will. Because one of the things we're doing here is we're defining terms, right? To make sure that we're all talking about the same thing as we engage in this conversation. Part of, part of what uh, the establishment does to divide us is they co-opt terms and they use them to mean different things so that no one knows, no one knows what we're talking about. You can't fight back if you can't even identify the target and communicate with the people you're working with. Um, so... Today, I want to talk about democracy. We're going to be talking sort of about democracy, I think, the whole episode. Uh, and so let's define democracy for us today, because I don't think people really think about what it means. Um, if, if you look at the ancient Greek roots of the word, it's uh, a demos, uh, which means like the people, the common people, all the people. The people, I think, in ancient Greek, it probably is intrinsic, you know, the the, the men who have the vote in the society is probably what it means in that case all, but, but the word means like all the people. And then Kratos, which is, uh, you know, an elemental god of power, but in this case it has the connotations of the power to rule, right? So democracy, Demos Kratos, is the power of the, you know, common people, the common people having the power to rule. And that's not how we do it in our society, right? Um, Last time we talked about uh, uh, unions and how big labor had done a thing, uh, and my union included, had done a thing that uh, uh, did not feel representative. I know my union did not take the time to ask 
the membership, the rank and file, whether we approve of this thing. Uh, uh, we won't go into it, but you've had experiences where you have not felt that your large union represented the rank and file workers. Is that a, like a true statement, right? Um, yep, it is. I hear that very commonly that uh, you know people don't really feel that they are part of the union, um, and I and I think the same thing applies with politics. Like our system is such that, and there's reason for the union stuff, and we will get into that in later episodes. Um, but the same applies to politics. Like we're not really expected to participate. It doesn't really represent us. There's lots of lots of arguments and discussions, and 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 we're supposed to participate in the very minimal way possible. Um, but truthfully, when was the last time you, Adam? When was the last time you talked to anyone who felt that the people they elected actually represented them? Oh, I mean, other than the few people that are very brainwashed that their side is right and doing everything perfectly, no, it's it's not very not a very common thing. I mean, the the common theme is that people believe that politicians are corrupt. Like like they might if you listen to a lot of the outraged uh, talking points. It's fascinating because a lot of people all agree that this is wrong and that is wrong and they but who is responsible is 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 what what changes um i'm getting off on my tangents as you know i i can do uh That's the okay. point is like we don't have democracy and and people don't participate and so like with your union like with my union um if people do not participate constantly uh, uh, they will sort of become disenfranchised. It's it's a it's an unfortunate reality of organizations and systems. I don't know how if I've said this before, but I mean I think I can say it succinctly right now. Is that any that you need organizations and systems to preserve and. Uh, uh, grow the power that you may have built and generated. And as soon as you enact a system or organization, it will begin to have interests of its own that differ from you as a person who helped create that thing. So, sure. so you know, yeah, involvement, participation has got to be constant. You're, 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 there's never, you know, unlike cleaning the kitchen, you can't just do it once. Um. <laughs> oh yeah everybody knows it's just a one-time job uh so with that right like um well i could talk about this at length and probably should so uh, i will but i'm not going to what i'm going to do is i'm going to segue sort of this way <laughs> if we yeah. uh the people aren't involved in politics um then other interests, whether they are the incumbents that have been elected or the parties that uh, raise money and fund them or the corporations who would rather buy the system off or the dark money interests who work on behalf of who knows who, right? Like someone's going to be involved. Someone is going to be represented. <laughs> and, and if you want it to be you, 
you've got to find ways to be involved that is not just voting for whatever clown they bring out for you every four years. Um, you've got to be in, involved like for real every day and it's tiring and exhausting. We got to find ways to do it. Um, well, and we'll and talk that, a little, we'll talk a little more about that after the interview that we have uh, slated for today. I know there's some follow-up uh, conversation that you and I are going to have discussing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Yes. So I wanted to bring on a friend of mine that I've known for a few years who uh, also believes that you just, you need to be involved. And so he's, uh, he's, he's, he's been working uh, for as long as I've known him to try to sort of cross the various partisan divides and find ways to allow people to get really involved directly in the political systems that affect their lives. And so with that, I want to introduce a friend of mine, Ed Lee. Uh, Ed is a longtime activist and organizer in New York City. Uh, he uh, has a podcast, YouTube channel uh, uh, under the moniker DJ Elf 7. Uh, I've known Ed uh, several years now, and, and, and uh, he's been involved in really more activist uh, sort of efforts and groups than I can count. But, but most recently... Um, he's been involved in, in what we've been talking about, like really trying to get some grassroots, actual working people to be involved in their democratic system and fight back against, uh, against all the powers, all the interests that, that uh, will pervert and poison and steal the process if, if working people don't continue to be involved uh, all the time. So, so Ed, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, uh, anything you want to add about uh, about your work uh, before we start talking about? Uh, well, now let me let me say this. What's the most what's what's the most exciting thing you've got going on right now there in New York? Um, <clears throat> well, the most exciting thing right now actually is the primary is just finished. So, as in terms of like locally, we're probably looking at the uh, twenty four election cycle. Right, we're already starting to look forward to that. We're also looking at the general, which comes up in November, um, and some people that could be got at right um, are going to be around some uh, things such as the. Uh, I don't know if you heard of some place called the Penn Station, but that whole area is thinking about getting demolished and rebuilt. They're thinking about re uh, demolishing Chelsea houses, which is actually uh, one of the last bastions of public housing in the nation, because public housing has been phased out nationwide. You know, he's one of the last places that kind of uh, remnants still exist through this thing called NYCHA. So <clears throat> that's interesting. Also, the Asian American thing is kind of popping off um, right now. Locally, um, I'm doing some work with the Republicans. So we're, it's it's interesting to see how they're breaking off and factionalizing. Uh, and it's interesting because beyond this, there's this new thing called Campaign Workers Union, which uh, some DSA guys starting locally, too. Um, now, right, uh, I've been reaching out to them. They haven't really reached out. I think that there's, uh, but just the idea of unionizing campaign workers in general, NDAs, abusive volunteers, which you know about what happened inside of the uh, People's Party, you know, these things need to be addressed. And we could really address these things system-wide. These groups say they're about the common man, say they're about the worker. And this goes for all the groups, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Greens, Libertarians, but they're not. And Marion Williamson, we see the things erupting. Um, you know personally that I got at Cornell West, 
and anything they try to do in New York, you know, I'm going to be shutting that down. So we're causing, you know, raising all kinds of ruckus. So you're about to see that. That should be exciting. Um, yeah. Cornell West can't do nothing out here without <laughs> and addressing what happened to People's Party because I let him know before this, but he's deliberately not talking about it to protect his cushy friends. <clears throat> That's not going to be allowed. Okay. Um, oh, just one thing, just to the DGL7 is about the little people. So I, you know, here to help the people that usually don't get help, people with disabilities, um, you know, Asian Americans issues, um, wrongfully convicted right now. And, uh, you know, right now the um, rep your block as something that we talked about before, actually we're trying to roll out in Washington, because the thing is that right now, you heard about the uh, non-establishment Bernie Kratz, actually DSA related, I believe, took over in Nevada through this uh, thing called the county committee. Now, when you see the presidential stuff going on, you hear about coin flipping and there's all this kind of other weird business going on. Where are these coins being flipped? Is it happening in front of City Hall? Is it happening in someone's living room? No, it's happening at a place called county committee. A lot of very important um, you know, state committees, a lot of important decisions get made in these committees. And... Nevada, they took over the infrastructure, and that's why the establishment left. You never heard about it while it was going on. You only heard about it after it happened because the press is not there to help grassroots activists take over. Now we're trying to do the same thing in New York City, but it's about 5,000 seats in Brooklyn. It's very because, you know, it's the most populous country and city in the nation, let's be honest, okay? New York City is 8.5 million people, LA is 4 million, and Chicago is 2. So to mobilize, it's much, the numbers are a lot bigger here. No, that's okay. You know what I mean? But it's kind of cool in a way. But right now we're trying to roll out this program in Washington. I think you guys only have like 30 or 40, right? Yeah, that's very achievable. You know what I mean? So uh, actually Rep My Block is actually an open source software. It's available on GitHub. Anybody can download this and run it independently. And the thing is that you can upload the data from the, uh, from the uh, <clears throat> voter registration that you can collect every year. And we open source this for the public. You can do what you want with it, but we open source ours to New York State. So anybody can access it and run for any position that they want. Also, when you run for this position, you'll get access to the voter list and you can use for active to, to uh, achieve activist goals. All right. So I need to not break in. Thank you for, for all that, actually. I just want to add context, right? Because I, I joked last time, it's like defining words. And Ed, you, you ran through a lot of stuff there. Um, so let me dig into a little bit of that uh, really quick. So, so rep your block. People might not know. Uh, so in New York State, uh, but uh, I was just talking about how you know politics and and democracy writ large is not a uh, spectator sport, right? And that as soon as anyone gets elected, and Adam and I were talking about this. Uh, I don't even know if it was on the last episode or if it's just personally. But anytime an organization gets formed, like instantly, some of the interests shift. Right. Anytime someone gets elected, some of their interests shift. Right. So so democracy, you have to constantly be working at it. You have to constantly be challenging. it. So now in New York there, um, your state legislature, every time there's a vacancy, whether someone dies, whether they get indicted, whether uh, uh, they have to resign for, for whatever reason, uh, your county, your county committees just appoint those new state legislators. Right. right. And so so. Uh, uh, in New York, like a third of your state legislature up to might be appointed like at any one time. They are. Uh, they uh, actually are. This is actually known. They actually roll in 
pretty people, people that are connected to well-established families. Look up uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, right? FDR. How did he get, he back, got backrolled in this way. If you're a celebrity like a Kennedy, you getting backrolled in this way, it's can't be denied. So um, it's definitely a path. But remember, I think also one thing is funny that we talk about democracy so much, because remember we had discussion one time, I'm not for democracy. Remember I said that? Yeah. I'm not. I, I do. I do. And I actually know, know a lot of people on what I would call the far left who also are not. And and um, uh, and I think that's a, a, an interesting and a valid discussion, right? Like I do identify more anarcho and populist uh, uh, than than a lot of people do. Um, and there are, you know, concerns about. Well, <laughs> right, like people with disabilities, Absolutely. right? that society can just say, oh, you know what? It's convenient for us. We don't want to take care of them. They are to be left alone to suffer. And no, you know, we got to, And you know, so, you know some, yeah. where I come down on it, and I don't want to talk about necessarily my or your personal politics right now, right? Uh, but, but uh, because we live in not even a democracy, right, but a, a, a constitutional republic, that has some democratic representation. It would be what the U.S. system, you know, technically is, right? Yeah. So, um, right. But you know, uh, uh, and and from the time the Constitution was written, it's shifted to some more democratic representational uh, uh, aspects of it. Uh, but things that can be easily stolen and perverted, right? So, yeah. Some of your work, like the rep, the rep my block, and uh, and uh, well, I'd say you've got. In my experience, you got a couple of aspects, but that rep my block is really about common people coming in and taking back some of that power, right? It's almost yeah. We're uh, open sourcing the data. We're also trying to cause a societal shift of uh, you know because the thing is that like Malcolm X said, if people were good, you wouldn't need laws, right? Do we really need to legalize murder? Like people understand it's wrong, you know, like they're going to actually take action themselves they're not going to let you murder people like it's just not going to i'm people wouldn't permit it you get what i mean like if so sorry murder someone next to me i'm going to do something about it right now like whether there's a law or not you get what i mean so yeah. the thing is that well, society really has to shift itself and we need more people to get involved now one of the problems with democracy is and with our society is that we've actually have so much more information we've have a degrees of specialization right yeah we have a division of labor so people, unfortunately, making decisions about things they have no idea about. So people get caught up in this whole celebrity worship. They get caught up in following the leaders and believing that everything they do is right, despite the fact that it's very clear evidence that things are not going right. So we have to start training our kids, right? And we are teaching them right now. We, we taught them to draw a line, Y equals MX plus B. We've not taught them how to affect their government, how to actually achieve change for themselves, how to protect themselves from a educational industry from military industry that is trying to predate on them and you know we need to really teach these kids a political education in order to, and really just teach our whole society to start getting more personally involved in learning more about these issues and making intelligent decisions rather than just being consumers yeah see, now so when it's you just hard about yeah. when you talk about this stuff i see i don't hear a lot of conflict like and i get the argument about this is this is spinning not off the rails. <clears throat> We're just diving deeper in a different direction than I thought, and that's great. Uh, see, I guess for me, I justify that as uh, you know being deep democratic slash 
definition of anarcho, right? Like I think I, and so I hear you talk about getting involved and then like your work with the prog coders and trying to make everything, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, trying to make everything open source and give, you're trying to empower people directly, give them the ability to take direct control of their lives and, and have direct control over their communities. That sounds to me like real democracy. I think that the issue becomes when the systems get larger and when it is you are empowering people to make decisions over not their community, right? Over everyone else is where you start getting into, into issues. Uh, uh, I guess would be my take on some of that. Because you're right, when you allow a mass of people to have control over minorities, it will often not go well for people who are disenfranchised. Um, you know, their, their interests aren't being represented if we can't educate society that, uh, you know, that, that our interests truly are the same, that uh, 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 the none are free till all are free, right? That an injury to one is an injury to all, like activating that stuff. Um, so, so tell me, Ed, what do you see as some of the the solutions, um, you know, you, your your work, you your well, work. Well, I think it's good for us to have balance, right? The thing is that you're talking about, like, like some people want to have this extreme or that extreme. Um, you know, any system in the end, people have what they say they think the ideals of that system are. It rarely, very achieves, very rarely achieves the ideals that was laid out. So, in the end, it's really up to the people that are on the ground to really deliver and to live their lives in the spirit of how they want to, you know, see the, see the future run. And they can determine what the future is through their action, through their, you know, through the way they live their lives, you know what I mean? So I do what I, I try to get more involved with stuff because I think it's what other people should do. And I try to be a role model for you know, that type of behavior, you know? Hey, Mark, <clears throat> on a production value, could you turn off your mute, your ringtone? Uh, or is that if that's what I'm hearing, might be, that last one might have been yours. Okay, you guys just yeah, said the same one. one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we can get them as a sponsor, that'd be great. But yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, so yeah, um, look, there's like some real vital issues. Plus, like you know, learning the activism, you learn how to like navigate the system yourself, and you meet a lot of very interesting people, uh, such as uh, you know. You, you just appreciate things more. Like right now, the Queen's DA's race, actually, she won technically in the landslide, whereas in the last election, she only won by like 50 votes. Um, but, you know, right now, I've been helping the case of Reverend Keith Gadsden and Nolan Farrell, who've been uh, in prison for 10 and 32 years, the second longest man in prison in New York State history in wrongful conviction. But this issue is being ignored by the press, and I get to see it all firsthand close up. So I know, like, you know, I'm uh, sending press about this email, and I know I've seen them at the... Uh, Central Park Five exoneration event. And I know like in person, right? I'm dealing with these people. I know they're not like talking about the story or who is and who isn't. So I know like if the message is being controlled or not, you know? And I can see things happening too from working with all the groups. So Republicans, Democrats, and Vince. Um, and they're really manipulating the message like George Grasso, right? He was running with the Republican side of things, but they even, they wouldn't carry the message of these two wrongfully incarcerated men, even though it could be to their political advantage because they're an overall narrative that they're trying to push of crime uh, being against the 
uh, criminal justice system, like DA Bragg and stuff. And that's more important than, um, you know, and they want to stay consistent. So you can see how it's controlled. Yeah. So your work has, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like, but, but it seems to me that your work is about university, about giving common people the tools they need to take control and power uh, of their own lives. Is that sound it is accurate a to you? Course. Yeah. yeah. And it makes it accessible for people that, you know, have a need, right? People that are, don't have the uh, money actually before for that list, I think they charge like several thousand dollars. The lawyers actually charge that for people that want to run for office, right? They collect that information, they store it. Yes, no, absolutely. And, and you and I, uh, we've talked about this a little bit and uh, um, in the past, people might not know this, right? Like, but the major parties, they maintain, and, and they call them different things, but they, they maintain digital tools uh, uh, the Democrats call there's a van, a voter, uh, a voter activation network, I think is what that stands for. Um, but it's, it's, it's shit tons of data about, you know, who you are and where you live and, and, and how, how you vote and what you support. And, uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's the list and they charge thousands of dollars for it. Like, and so like, it's one of the ways Democrats maintain their tight control on, on things. If you run as a Democrat, you get access to the list. If you uh, don't run as a Democrat, then it costs you thousands and thousands of dollars to get access to that list. Um, mm -hmm. I'm working on a Green Party campaign, right? And so it's interesting watching. Uh, uh, it's interesting watching how nope. people manage those various networks and that data. Now, some people might jump in and say, oh, those lists are available free. And that's true, but that's only available true for the current year. So the thing is that, right, some states do release it for free, but we collect it and, main, and you know, maintain this list over several years and have this database. You know, I mean, that is worth something as well, too. So the thing is that um, there's different levels to, you know, um, when people are making their critiques online, and they might be looking at it in one perspective, but failing to see it from another. So these lists are important. Some of the some of the states do charge, and then also we can compile and work together on these lists. Like I said, um, we're trying to actually expand out to Washington State. We're very excited about that because we see that as a place where um, we could actually. One thing that's also true for the unions in in um, Washington State, which has not happened in New York, we actually have some of the um, the newsletters that went out to unions where they encourage people in the union to join the county committee. You know what I'm talking about? But here in the New York, they do not do that because the union leaders want to solely keep that for themselves. This is happening true in many not-for-profit organizations here in New York. And you can see, and we talk about it, um, <clears throat> we're trying to expose that right now. Um, talk to me a little ahead. bit, sorry to, to pivot just a hair, but but I, it's not truly a pivot. Um, Intrinsic in any work that is truly trying to activate everyday people in a real community, right? Like, because if you live in a neighborhood, you're not living there because you uh, have a specific ideological belief necessarily. Like you live there because you can afford it, <laughs> because because it's a, a, a place you can you can you can access your work. So uh, you're going to have people of all different beliefs, right? And there's lots of talk right now about working class. Uh, I saw, I think that one was me. Okay. Sorry, everyone. I'm going to figure out a way to mute my, my fucking shit. <laughs> I thought I did it, but, 
this new phone. That's okay. And then, yeah, just start your thought over and we'll be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, you use OBS, man. This <laughs> Discord works too, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting more onto the Discord now. Okay, I'm going to restart that again. So, uh, what was I right. So, it seems to me that intrinsic in um, any work that's trying to encourage like everyday people to to take back control of, of the levers of power, so to speak, intrinsically means that you got to talk uh, with people of different political bents and different ideologies and different backgrounds. And uh, so talk to me about like your unified platform work. Uh, you had a uh, uh, last election cycle, you had the unified platform of 22. Talk to me about that a little bit. Okay. So the thing is that, um, I've been a third party and independent uh, candidate for a long time. I do know that there's kind of like an establishment that forms and a lot of times establishment shuts out people that I work with or people like, you know, that's actually a big part of my, I guess, identity being marginalized and stuff. So I know it kind of, I know it's not very popular right now to say that, but I'll be honest about it. It's part of the elf identity, you know, being the other. So, um, you know, or the little people, the ignored people. So I do actually, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, had the only uh, third party independent candidate forms in 2021. So now the thing is that I want to take it to the next level. And actually, thanks to Brian at an American Union, I actually was able to split um, work with him and get the because uh, he's also doing a lot of interstate work. Uh, and you know, people's party was another way for us to access different. Uh, and I actually believe that I turned a candidate on to you guys from Washington State, right? Remember the guy who worked at um, Bungie or no, what did he work for? 304 or 40 some some video game production company that worked on halo right 343 studios something right right yeah i remember yeah. that guy yeah up there. Like he was that, actually yeah. up here in bellingham i think yeah yeah so the thing is that i was involved in a lot of multi-state movements um i'd also done uh work with the tulsi campaign oh man i'm not really so happy about how that worked out but um, it was three it's 343 industries you are correct just oh yeah 343 industries industries yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yes yeah so the thing is that um, the Unified Platform 22 was there's there's a lot of like manufactured, um, you know, narrative that's being pushed by corporate campaign consultants that, you know, watch our Facebook likes and says, you know, we can predict that these people react, blah, 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 this. And, you know, it's it's garbage, right? Instead of talking about real issues. So I just talked to um, we got the list of every single candidate that was running in every single state for governor, for House of Representatives and for Senate. And I contacted every single one of them. And we said, who would respond? So I had a one-on-one -on -one interview with them and we invited them to a series of panel discussions to assemble a list of a platform that we could all agree on. So there were certain uh, topics that we might say that like the death penalty, right? We, uh, if we couldn't all agree on it, then we said um, there was like a list of everybody agreed on it. There was a list of majority and the super majority. And there was like, you know, did not agree. So like some of the, we didn't get agreement on death penalty, which is okay, right? But we did get an agreement to end priority pricing in prison commissaries. We did get an agreement to free Assange. We had many multiple um, crossing party lines, right? All agreeing on many uh, topics. And uh, why can't we talk about, you know, because the leadership wants to maintain control and, you know, milk their base instead of achieving very real <laughs> things that, Common sense people could read it. So the Unified Platform 22 um, documented all of this work. It's still up on my YouTube channel. 
And we're going to try to do it again in 24, maybe. We'll see. The party leadership, though, is really shutting me out. So the thing is that you'll see that Jimmy Dore people, Marianne Williamson, I should be able to progress, right? The United Independence Movement that's happening in Texas right now, they're working with the people with Nick Braun. Have you seen them pumping him? No? Okay. There's certain people that are on the hype train that's buying their way in. And they're, you know, honestly keeping real grassroots out. But the fact of the matter is that, like yourself, Mark, the elected chair of, you know, um, you know, they could silence us <clears throat> as long as you stay strong, right? Yeah, they will send a lot of replace. They're trying to replace me so hard out here, man. I don't give a damn, right? Yeah, they can't stop me. You know how I do. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's really important that uh, the people who are really doing the work, you know, keep doing the work because 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 you are right. Uh, um, the people who hold power uh, uh, always want to protect that, and that really, you know, it's it's concerning, and it's a challenge that that those of us who feel disenfranchised and and powerless to many degrees are always going to have to struggle with. Like that's one of the reasons that that it that democracy or politics, if we don't even want to talk democracy, like like if, if you as a person want to be represented in society, it's not a spectator sport. You can't just sit around and wait for someone to to represent you because it's not going to happen. They, right? Even, even, even if they start by saying, hey, I'm going to represent you, once they get the power, they, they are going to start representing at least to some degree them. And the people who help keep them in power as opposed to the people who got them in power it's a uh, it's a uh, who who was the german political oh hannah Arendt, right hannah Arendt had had lots of concerns about what happens after the revolution <laughs> that uh, after after the people rise up and break down the system who fills that power vacuum uh, because sure, traditionally it's not um... been good you know, I do think that there's a lot of uh, this uh, glorification on the uh, left, especially right now, of these people writing these books and stuff. But the thing is that, right, um, I'm not against theory, right? But the thing is that if you never rode a bike in your life and you read a book about, you know, riding bikes, you're not going to understand that book the same way as someone who's ridden bikes for a long time or maybe someone who's a championship bike rider. What you bring to the book itself is a, as much a part of the story as what the book what the book says, you get what I mean? Your ability to understand it or, you know, your your perspective and the way you interpret that book. That's why people could, you know, use the Bible for all kinds of things, right? They use it for charitable works. They use it for oppression. They use it for all kinds of things, right? So um, it really, so I think that um, not against theory once again, but people have to get their, people that are trying to control the thought process, try to get you, you got to actually interact with the community to do this activism thing for real. Yeah. And you can't yes. just say, these are my principles from whatever principle. I just, especially someone who's dead, someone who's comes from another era, someone who wasn't around when the technology that's around now, not re reacting to today's situation. If someone's trying to pull out a ghost, right. And not saying that ghost isn't worthy, but someone says, this is the magic ghost. That's going to solve all our problems want you to really um you know <clears throat> i don't think that really makes sense i want you to really rethink that yeah yeah no i mean it's really 
I, we do a lot down here because like people like marks you know um and not saying that he didn't have any good ideas right but you know that's quite some time ago marks yeah he, yeah smart guy um, well, let you know, me, did you really yeah you know i i used uh, i like to say uh, and this is in my job i for those who don't know i you know i'm a uh Historically, work in the entertainment industry, right? I'm a union stagehand, uh, uh, managed uh, uh, venues. Um, and I like to say that a lot of that, uh, uh, you know, that design world of theater is the, the intersection of theory and reality, right? Like people who are sitting in a room designing something, uh, that's all great. That's, that's a, it's a, I love your designs, right? And then, then when you have to actually build the thing, that's a different thing. <laughs> like once you have to actually make it happen, and and you're right, Ed. It's the same thing with politics. It's the same thing with with political theory, and and everyone who feels upset, um, everyone who who thinks they know how to fix a thing, please come on out and try the thing. I guarantee that there are people doing that work, and they need the help. And, and you will change your opinion if you spend time with your boots on the ground doing the real work, trying to help a community, trying to target the people who have power and find ways to bring that back. You're going to have a different opinion of what that really means if you will spend some time doing real work on the ground and less time being an unorganizer online. Like everyone, everyone has an opinion, right? Everyone knows how to make things better, they think. Um, but they don't ever even present it. Like you'll notice there's the whole uprising class of left uh, 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 independent journalism who you will hear one solution for every 100 uh, 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 attacks of, of someone else's work, right? Uh, if you're lucky, you, there's, a, there's a whole class of people who their job seems to be deorganizing other people's efforts and never, never, never uplifting or pointing out to a thing that you can actually do to make a difference. I think I mentioned uh, Alinsky's Rules for Radicals last last episode about, you know, the, the price of a the price of a successful argument is a constructive alternative. And if all you've got is uh, is arguments, you don't have anything. Right. So. So, Ed, how would you ask people to get involved like because because i hear you you make that call right like if you theory is great but but get involved do the work so the thing is that really um i think one of the real uh you know difficulties here is the idea of consumerism versus you know constructionism so the thing is that people out there they're buying into a brand saying that you know i'm this because this brand is doing this or whatever so that's me and they're subsisting their identity into whatever that is so they can more easily say, you know, they don't have to think about it really, or, you know, it's, it's easy to take the ride and to, you know, get the benefits of being associated with that brand. But people need to really actually be more self-sufficient and build their own identity, be a little bit more mature in their aspect and really ask, are the causes that I'm standing for, are they really actually doing the things that they're talking about? Exactly, right? So how are these people that are out here saying, you know, oh, I believe in helping, you know, the common person that like, these actually internet celebrities, especially, how are they treating their own workers, right? So this campaign workers union is, is actually something that just started, it's very exciting. These um, candidates all say they're about free speech. Why are they all making their volunteers sign NDAs, right? Yeah, come on, come on. It's obvious hypocrisy, 
right? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, right? There's just people need to call them out on it, but the press won't do it. So it's up to us to have these real conversations and expose the BS. So really, um, once again, right, people, they can be wowed by, by a um, celebrity like, and I'm going to say it right now, Cornell West, right? Seems so fantastic, seems so amazing. Nobody wants to say anything bad about him. He was the, um, what is it called again? The advisory board of the People's Party. You were there. You were there in person when, what was it? Remember the whole petitioners? They were dying to talk to Cornell West. And I said, guys, I talked to him in person and told him. You were there at that meeting, right? He's in New York. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I said at the Lee Camp thing. Remember I told you guys that? Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm not. He was gonna, right. Yeah, the people party thing has been going on for so long. He didn't know about his own workers, but he's going to help the little people. Okay. Okay. You know, I mean, there's evidence out there. Hey, you don't want to believe it. The the storyline, the narrative, right? Yeah. Hey, just live it. You know, I mean, you're going to see it for yourself. Okay. So let me let me because uh, uh, I will not uh, uh, sweep anyone's story under the rug, right? I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna, right? Um, um, and Facts. I want to acknowledge my own interests, right? Like, so I'm not a I'm not a Green Party member. I'm a, I'm not I'm not a member of any political party uh, at this time, and I'm on the executive committee of the Washington Forward Party, uh, who we've just registered as a minor political party here in Washington State. Uh, You've seen uh, my stuff. I'm, I have a lot of stuff on board party. <laughs> I know, I know you do, my man, and uh, and and we don't always agree on tactics, uh, and that's and that's cool, right? But 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 I, I believe in you, and I believe uh, I believe uh, you know I believe that you're a real one, and you're working working for. Uh, I believe we're working for the same thing, and we just don't always agree on tactics. Um, I, I'm also working on a on a green uh, congressional campaign, right? I'm I'm the Jason Call for Congress. I'm working on on his uh, green campaign for Congress, and I think that. If Cornell West becomes the Green Party candidate, that will be an enormous boon for the Green Party. I think it has a huge chance of boosting some of their membership down ballot. Uh, I'm not a Green Party member, and I have uh, 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 disagreements with uh, with uh, the tactics of any party having great big platforms and 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 uh, aspirational platforms is specifically as, uh, but all of my theoretical disagreements with uh, 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 various parties doesn't stop me from wanting to do the real work on the ground, right? And making the real connections and getting and and getting um, um, building real relationships. Uh, you know, I was pleased. Jason Call was uh, so so. Sorry, this I'm rambling a bit, but you put up a lot, and I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't want to uh, erase people's um, um, issues, right? So let me recognize that while I think Cornell West would be a boon for the Green Party, that yes, Cornell West was on the advisory council of uh, the People's Party. He may still be, in fact, on the advisory council of the People's Party. I do not believe, let me state for the record, the People's Party is not a party. Uh, uh, I think that the organizers of the People's Party have no intention of creating a party, that it is a grift for the uh, executive board of that corporation. Um, uh, and 
not just yourself, Ed, but I know that when during one of the many purges of real activists and real populist organizers who 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 uh, and leftists and and organizers in general who got thrown out of the people's party or left it for for various reasons i know i personally shared uh, uh, stuff uh, with west uh, and you know i'm a nobody but but you were but, elected but... elected for <laughs> state the elected state chair I'm not just like in like look. There was meetings with like 10, 20 people that that got together from for a year, more than a year. Okay, and yeah, I get you can say you're nobody. Look, you got to take this. You're the elected chair, bro. You know what I mean? And uh, there was multiple states, Texas. Uh, these aren't just random. Pe- these are state coordinator leaders over years. Okay, Jerry Perez from uh, Our Revolution, LA. Um, Jerry, what's his what's the other guy's name? The guy from the Progressive, Jonathan Martin, one of the only third party professors in the nation, right? Yeah, I think these are not. Um, you are significant in this too. I know the fact of the matter that Zainab Day, okay, look, I talk with her. She, they kind of like want to see if I want to come on, right? Yeah, but they want to know if I was going to leave you behind. I said, you know what? I'm bringing everybody with me. I'm not, you know, what I mean, yo, Mark is the elected chair. Okay, who elected Zainab? Nobody. Who elected Renee? Nobody. Okay, there's real there's real critical questions to ask here, and I asked those questions of the Ford Party too, Yang Gang, when I was there. I said, look, yeah, Nick, nobody elected Nick. You know, what I mean, I'm telling you guys that racist stuff is going on. I'm Asian American. You guys gonna help me? This is all documented, and some people get racial justice, some people don't. Yeah, and this firm action thing is a real current thing going on. Hey, I'm gonna fight for my. You know me. And so this will, will be a this will be documented for history how this went down. So I appreciate you standing with the real one, man. Oh yeah. And and I think I think that while I still hope that Cornell at this point, I hope Cornell wins the Green Party nomination. And I think he should absolutely He knows about what happened to us. <clears throat> I I have personal knowledge, like not only did I share statements of someone from the Massachusetts People's Party who who uh, resigned from the national organization and then was eventually chased out of the state party. But, uh, you know, when, when they resigned, uh, uh, I shared that information with the new members of the, uh, you know, board of directors of MPP and, and with, with uh, Cornell at, at a later time when, when me and several other state groups were being excised from, from the organization I know people who were, again, like you, were in, in, in direct communication with Cornell staffers and wanted them to talk with us. And the word came down, uh, reportedly the word came down, because I was not in direct communication with Cornell staffers, but, but reportedly the word came down that it wouldn't be advisable for Cornell to meet with us. Um, and then, of course, there's the way the- Ford Party can't do any events in New York, okay? I'm dead serious, okay? Also, Cornell West tried to do something in New York. We're going to see what's up. So, so I believe Cornell should, should not just say, well, there's problems and there's lots of uh, issues and questions, et cetera. Like, even though he has left the People's Party beside, like, we know that Nick was there helping to organize the Cornell West 24 website. Uh, uh, when Cornell made his announcement, Nick popped his head in like Cornell didn't know his, his website, the web, his website, you know, the website that Nick set up for him. And uh, he had to turn and ask brother, brother Nick, and Nick popped his head up like an evil sock puppet in that initial. <laughs> in that, in that initial. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's right. That's what it is. Oh, boy. So, so, you know, so Cornell clearly still has very close associations with Nick. And Nick is very clearly a, a, a grifter and disruptor at if he can't stop the, the grift at that level, how's he going to stop it on an international level? Dude, so, for real, man. Yeah, no, you're, that's, 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 that's legit. Everybody who says, hey, this stuff has been brought up to you, he should address that for There's sure. a lot of us. And, and you know me. You know that, like, like, I may volunteer. The only reason I didn't volunteer to work on the Cornell campaign uh, was because Nick Brana clearly was the one who started that initial website. And uh, 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 if, if my name came he's across. He's still with them. I'm telling you. He's with the Katie Helper. <laughs> He's with the you know, he's running the cycle on their same channel, right? Yeah, he's not going and outside he, a circuit. He's not going on Sam Cedar. He's not going on anybody. He's going within the within circuit within the Jimmy Dore crew. He's still going on Revolutionary Blackout. He's still staying within circuit. He's well, staying with yeah. his people. It's their crew, and they're not well, breaking rank. We'll see though, right? Because because uh, if I have a chance, like one thing that I will never get a chance to address him directly is if I withdraw from all the process, like. Like, like my work with Forward Party, like I have built relationships with some of those people higher up uh, so that I have. You know what? I love what you're doing. You know why? Because we need to be everywhere because that's what the ground is. So whether they move this way or that way, we're a part of it. Doesn't matter what they do. So that's I'm involved in all the groups, too. So honestly, they make a move. I want to know what's going on. I want what they're capable of. And by knowing you, I'm going to know who they're. And I'll be like, yo, Mark, can they do this? Can they move like this? And you're gonna know, you know what I mean? And I'm gonna know my stuff and I'm gonna share the information with you. And we're good, we got our own thing going. So that's what's really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up though, because right. uh, it's been a while, but but and I didn't intend to cover that stuff, but I'm not gonna hide stuff. Like, you know, when shit goes wrong and when people are harmed, that should be addressed. And rock with and, the ones uh, that's been with you, not the ones that they give you. Right. So uh so <laughs> so I will continue to like I don't have any interest in getting justice from 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 people's party crap because it's just clearly fake now but I do have interest in in uh you know making sure that uh yeah yeah like like if I can through the green party get access to the uh uh, uh west campaign like like you never know, you never know until you know and so I don't know yet but I respect everyone who thinks that it's got problems and and oh, I can I tell you about the Green Party because I also participate with them right quick. So here's a little yeah. uh, scoop on you. Yeah. So the thing is that the Green Party, as you know, is strongly has strong control by Howie Hawkins. There's also a name, Gloria Matera, who I think ran for VP. Um, we've been trying to reach out to her, but I don't think she really want to break rank. Now, the thing is that there's also a significant, um, you know, like there's other people from the Green Party that were accusing Howie Hawkins of certain things, but Howie Hawkins still has a lock on the party. Um, you'll see my... Uh, interview with um upper hudson right but there's also independent states running their own thing so chicago they're kind of independent with their own thing here in new york they're trying to start something with the jimmy Dore branch they're trying to also the bronx green democrats some of them right have been wowed by the um opportunity right yeah with the clout and stuff so some of them right but they're also trying to fish from the Larusians and from the from the um from the other farm from the other communities, right, to really create this new um, media arm. Because remember, I said New York City is a very large market. So there's also a money play, right, that's also involved. There's It's working on multiple angles. So 
Um, you know, they want to sit status quo is out here, but they're not really, you notice that they don't do a lot of stuff in New York lately. Right. Yeah. They, cause I'm also out here sharking them too. Yeah. Cause anybody who, moved, I also dropped on new Mickey's, you know, I, you know about my uh, independence of the Mickey's campaign out here. Oh no. When I went to a fundraiser and busted it all up. Yeah. Listen, oh, nobody can, op- yeah, nobody gets to operate out here. You know what I mean? Without, um, you know, trying to cover up these issues. Right. And they're going to get, this is real activism. You can't, you can't stop that. You know what I mean? So, um, <clears throat> we're going to see what's up, but, um, all right, just gotta be, you gotta be involved. This is a, if you don't get involved. a, they say politics, right? If you don't get involved in politics, politics will involve itself with you. So when you get, um, evicted, when you get right. Yeah. When those things change, when you get locked up, when you, when you're looking for justice, you can't find it. You don't know how to, how to get justice. That's on you. Yeah, I mean, legitimately, I've I've heard it said in politics, right? Either you have a seat at the table, or you're being served at the table. So uh, it's it's important if you if you don't want to be the meal, it's important yes. you have a seat. So the independent greens—that's a new. Um, they're trying to call themselves independent greens, and that's the ones that's trying to go. I think they're trying to support the Cornell West route. They're definitely pushing a lot of the door talking points and their their entourage. So it's the. Max Blumenthal and the um, Aaron Mate and the Convo Couch, they're getting pumped regularly on this mailing list to something called Independent Greens, and it's their whole ecosystem being served. It's not really a true... It, it might even be another brand. It's a new faction of, of Green Partyism that's really trying to... Interesting. Be, and the reason why, because they want to be free of Howie Hawkins. They're against Howie Hawkins, and also they're trying to pull in Jill Stein, but um, they're, she's real close. She's part of the ecosystem, but she hasn't actually come out full bore. I'm waiting for that to happen any moment now. They're probably stating no that. She, Jill Stein's part of their crew. You know what I'm talking about, right? Well, I have not I have not heard of this movement. I will have to look into it. I will... Uh, I'll forward you the mailing. I have the mailing. Yeah, I'll forward you. You, you, you forward me some stuff there. So, uh, uh, Ed, thank you. Thank you for joining us, man. I, we will talk again soon. I want, uh, for, for our viewers out there, uh, get involved, right? Get in, If you're in New York city, get involved, check out Ed's links, check out his work. We're going to have uh, links to, uh, links to all of Ed's work in our, in our, uh, in the description, wherever we put links stuff, right. <laughs> we'll, and we'll, we'll put stuff down there for the, the, your, your YouTube site and for the rep, my block, rep your block Thanks. stuff. Um, uh, and, that's right. djl7.com has links to all that. Yeah. You got it. All right. djl7. That's what we'll have. djl7.com. Nice all right. Thank you, you yeah. so much, Ed. And uh, we'll talk again soon. God bless me, brother. Thank you. Okay. So, you know, that uh, uh, appreciate Ed Lee coming in uh, to talk with us. And there's there's some some examples we want to always on this, ep- on this uh, program give you concrete ways that you can you can actually fight back and uh that that you can start to try to rise up right um so i think ed made a really strong point that uh uh you know you can think about it all you like like i talked about you can be a disorganizer all you like but but uh actually getting involved in the work is going to give you a different perspective it's going to give you uh, uh some some different takes on it and uh and and truthfully 
it's the only way to affect it's the only way to begin affecting change now i we will we will talk in the future about how effective it is and how you can maybe be more effective but but if you're not if you're not doing the work you have no chance of being uh, effective so so i encourage everyone out there to you know get involved get involved locally get involved in uh, things that move you adam uh thoughts thoughts about uh what are your thoughts my friend (laughs) well kind of a lot of a lot of thoughts um it was a very interesting conversation i didn't really include myself too much in it but you guys have a past and kind of could dive into the topics a little more freely so kind of sat back and listened to a lot of it um i know we had a chance to talk right after and um i think one of my initial thoughts was that you know i as a um as a citizen that hasn't participated too much in this at this point in my life I've done some phone banking. I've gone door to door occasionally. I've worked for both parties, um, uh, Democrats and Republicans, the two main parties. Um, I've done some work for both of them in my life. And I I feel very lost as an American citizen for kind of how to move forward in a new and productive way. I've tried all of the regular avenues and listening to people like you and Ed and the kind of work that you do and the different parties that you've participated with. Um, it strikes me that we really have a, a very kind of large uphill battle to climb when it comes to getting people in this country to think differently about what our options are and even kind of taking control of the situation for ourselves and, and kind of um, doing the groundwork that you guys are talking about. I think um, whether it be a union conversation that we bring up or um, anything else that is about organization or organizing and getting people together for a common cause. Um, my head is always in, in this space of thinking, how do we, start new conversations in the political um, space in order to get parties like the Green Party or the Forward Party or any other party um, as just as commonplace in kind of the American understanding as the two main parties are. Um, Because I think it's hard. I think when you hear that, oh, the Green Party this or um, Jill Stein or any of these other people, it's just, it starts to, I know for me, I'm just as fed up with hearing these party names and and leaders as Biden or Trump. It just always feels like the same people are being offered up and, um, and it doesn't seem like there's any clarity on what these parties are even standing for compared to what we're getting right now out of the two parties that kind of control us every day. So um, th- those kind of thoughts were going through my mind a lot. I don't know if that's very helpful, but it's just that question of how do we, how do we move forward with a, a new understanding of what's possible without always looking to kind of the same old ways that we've tried things. And, um, and in what way can we believe that any system that we're trying to now 
enter into and affect change there um, isn't already completely controlled and manipulated by the people we're trying to get away from. You know, I think, I think those are helpful comments. I think it's, it's, um, I'm going to process that in real time for our poor viewers. Um, <laughs> well, and I have the power of editing, so it's very possible that we can <laughs> trim this down. Yes. Um, We're not live yet, but one day. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, you're right. And part of it is a deficit in uh, uh, thinking and imagination. And it's it's a deliberate deficit that's why the breaking free of propaganda section i think is so important why it's so important to spend spend time all the time like really dissecting the framing that is being presented to us i forget to you know but i i saw read whatever something recently like you are not immune to propaganda uh, i am not immune to propaganda right like um you say something like uh, the Nazis figure, or was it, was it Stalin, the fascist? I think it was, I think it was like, like concrete when those guys were formulating their, their stuff, <laughs> like when, when Mussolini uh, and, and his advisors were formulating this, this new ultra nationalism that they were going to call fascism. Uh, uh, you know, they they brought in sociologists and it was it was deliberately about like, you know, be vague and say things that are stirring and moving and 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 are vague and cannot be pinned down and cannot be defined and and say these things frequently and, and get people to spread them for you to be parroting the stuff like it's there. There's there's deliberate tactics and you can, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into whether or not we have legitimately defined fascist regimes uh, uh here and now but but uh, you know looking at uh, future italian fascists future episodes <laughs> yeah. future topics future topics yeah. yes thank you for saying those words so i'm gonna reel it back in um they're systems uh and systems are big right uh and it's part of it's part of the deliberate reasons so you are correct. Um, we it, it it feels in a lot of ways insurmountable, and you're hearing some of the same people and the same players, and 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 there's reasons for 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 all these things. Like the the establishment protects itself, as we were talking earlier. Like once once things get established, they protect themselves. Uh, so it's a it's a constant battle. Um, the messaging work is deliberate. And there are systems in place. And the, the thing about systems is they're very big. They're bigger than you or me or any one of us. And, and any of our individual work is not able to change the system. Um, right. But that's the building power with or others have power over. And then the other aspect, I guess, is that, is that uh, and this is where I started before I spun off onto my tangent, um, the deficit of imagination is deliberate because uh, the self-proclaimed opposition party, the, the, the democratic wing of the corporate representatives in our political system, um, 
are always deliberately, their propaganda is about this is the most critical election ever, that, that you can't not vote for us because the alternative is bad. It's never, you know, they have been pro- pro- promoting for generations now a voting against tactic rather than a voting for and a focus on this election, whichever this election is, right? But but the current battle is the must-win battle. And there's always another battle, but it's always the current battle that is the must-win battle. And that's a deliberate tactic because the other wing of the corporate representative party structure, uh, uh, their task is to 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 not fight every individual battle. Their task is to fight to build larger uh, 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 systemic challenges, right? Like there is, there is, uh, you know, for our viewers who don't know, they should go. I'm going to let them on their own look up the Powell memo. But there are, you know, the 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 the, the right side of the corporate uh, uh, representative structure don't focus on every election as a critical election. They focus on long term planning. And so you got one side that's focused on long-term plan and the other side that's focused on constantly defending the immediate threats, which will continue to cascade down. Do you like all my little hand gestures? Uh, They'll continue to cascade down. Uh, 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 And as I said, I think in our last episode, like always playing defense is called losing. Right. There's a there's right. a reason for that you know, best defense, a strong offense thing. Like you got to you got to sometimes fight an attack and the self-described opposition groups never do that. It's always defense. And and I want to say self-described. Mm-hmm. And I've kept calling them the left and right side of the corporate representative structure because that's that's what it is. It's not, in fact, two parties. They are two groups of people who are absolutely consciously, concretely working together to represent their constituents, which is not us. I said it uh, in the last episode, you know, it is always and never the voters like they we are not they do not represent us. So deliberate, deliberate for us to not be able to focus on the long term plan, deliberate for us to feel like it's hopeless deliberate for the systems to be bigger than us and you'll notice messaging a lot of a lot of the sort of neoliberal protectant class anytime you bring up a specific tactic or strategy to change a specific thing they will then use the system and its enormity as a reason why well why are you doing that that's not going to change everything that's not going to change stuff that's just going to fix it's a bigger problem than that why bother Right. Right. Like they it's it's always used. It's deliberate. So I guess my answer. And what I'm hoping that we're doing with this and and some of my other work is to start building in those systems for us, start building those feedback loops, understand that every battle we fight, we're not going to win. It's really can't even be the goal to win every battle we fight, uh, because that causes you to become risk averse and it causes us to stop fighting. And if you only fight when you're sure you're going to win, that's a morally <clears throat> bankrupt position. That is uh, you fight because it's the right thing to do. Not because you think you're going to win. Uh, uh, you can't, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like trying to play a championship ball game. If you've never practiced, uh, like if you're not, <laughs> you get, you got to, every fight is a practice. And as long as you've got some bigger strategy and you're not always 
playing defense and always trying to fight a rear guard. But if you've got some greater strategy, like, sure, we're going to undertake this issue. We're going to build a campaign to try to pass law X. I'm not even going to bring up any particular issue because I don't want people to get focused on any partisan stuff. Passing law X is big, man. Passing any law is huge. And if you and me and even every friend you and I have mutually, if we all get together and we all unanimously agree we want to pass law X, we can't this term. Like, legitimately, if we all print up a petition and we all go out and do whatever we need to do and we all stand at our Congress people door and shake our fists like we don't have the power right now. Right. And we've got to recognize that. And that's okay. That doesn't mean don't fight the, that fight. It means fight that fight intentionally with the purpose of building the relationships and the organizations and the power you need so that you can successfully undertake that sort of fight in the future. Like yeah. it doesn't mean don't undertake the fight, undertake the fight and use it as a way to organize the community. You need to generate the power to successfully fight in the future and, and do it intentionally. So you can set up the systems that will feed back in. You need to create, you need to create an am way of working people, uh, activism <laughs> and organizing like that. that keeps call, drawing them back in. You got to suck them back in. Am I going to get, does Amway actually even exist? Is that a, uh, I don't know if that exists. Uh, thing from my not childhood. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 a multi-level like, marketing thing from my childhood for, for all of you out there who, <laughs> Amway, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, Amway yeah, yeah. was. Uh, Amway's still around, yeah. Still around. There you go. Uh, so there's your free plug, multi-level marketers, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think there's a good answer, uh, Adam. Other than, um, got to do the work. Like there's a labor organizer, Jane McAlevey, who put out a, a, a book recently in the last few years. I don't know, called No Shortcuts about organizing. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's legit. There aren't any shortcuts. Um, well, that's not true. The shortcut is have a shit ton of money. <laughs> that's the shortcut. Money can buy you a lot of power and influence. Uh, sure. but if we don't, if, if you're not a billionaire, then there's no shortcut. Then you got to just do the work <clears throat> build the, build the relationships and, and, and think long-term and, Remember, uh, in the introduction in our last episode, I introduced myself. I talked a little bit about that uh, contract campaign me and my buddy uh, undertook, and that it was nearly a decade-long project just to, you know, right. to work on our one contract. And uh, you know, we increased the staffing by four hundred percent or five hundred percent, and that's great. But it was a long-time project. Uh, so, so yeah. we as people who want to change need to go into it, like understanding that, right? Like it's, and, and that's hard. And, and, but, but I think it's better to understand the scope of the battle and, and the fact that you might not be successful in your lifetime, uh, because quite frankly, the systems we're trying to fight have been being set up for longer than your lifetime. Right. So the idea that you're going to change it, uh, no matter how hard you organize in two years or a single election cycle is, is <clears> silly when uh, 
uh, the corporate bosses and the owner class have been setting up and, and strategizing this for at least 50, if not 80 years now. Right. So, so, uh, and they got a shit ton of money, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean don't do it. Right. Like I said, fighting only if you think you're going to win morally bankrupt position. I keep thinking just about in the last 30 some years of my life, I've watched this country go to war uh, and, and engage in a lot of battles about just everything. You know, and now we literally are engaging in disagreements and arguments about everything. Um, and that feels like that's how they chose that's that was their main tactic to win the war that all of these people that have um, figured out how to manipulate our media and manipulate our um, entertainment and manipulate our marketing and everything, um, that it's created this environment for us to get lost in these battles with each other and never focused on the larger picture. Um, and, and something that I've been kind of and I don't know, maybe this is too much to bite off for this episode, but just to mention something that I, I know I've been quietly paying attention to is how much the Supreme Court is just going to start rolling back things that not only um, were created right before I was born, but have been um, implemented since I was born. And uh, there's really nothing that we can do about it. And I know that I felt that when Trump was elected in 2016, this was the biggest outcome that someone like him uh, who really had no moral compass or no true North star uh, would just listen to the extreme side of the party that he put uh, next to his name um, and that he would elect as many people as possible in that extreme way into the Supreme court. And we'd start seeing uh, what I would consider personally um, a lot of the progress um, that mattered to me rolled back. Um, and I know that to me is the price of not paying attention to local elections, not paying attention to presidential elections, not understanding that there is a difference between Biden and Trump, uh, very, very minuscule. Um, but there are differences and, um, you know, we, we've just been given such crap for so long and we've been propaganda. There's been so much propaganda and so much thrown at us as a people for so long that we don't we just don't know what's up and down and left and right anymore and um i know for me i'm hoping that in this in this podcast we can find more clarity um across the board in what we can do to make a change and and truly start heading in other directions i just think that it's um it's been really difficult to watch so much kind of get rolled back um in such a short period of time and that's that to me is a big lesson like it takes a long time to get these things and it takes a very short period of time to lose them um short period of time to lose them and but it was it's the culmination of decades of planning right like the and yeah the, just to say because i'm not very good at making points at the end of my thought uh just that to me, that we we at my generation and a few other people and you know other older generations um, really fought some hard battles and won them, but they didn't win the war, and every and the the war of those ideas and um, the people that were 
adamant to get their way have spent 30, 40, 50 years just slowly, incrementally getting back to a position of power where they could, they could get what they want. And that's, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about, you know, taking the time to build something that then maybe you don't see it for yourself, but hopefully your children or your children's children will see it. Um, so yeah, please. Because that's how they got here, right? Like that's, that's how they got the power and is that they, they put long range plans. They did not worry about every individual battle. They worried about the longer term war and, you know, the, the, putting judges in in the very lowest levels and the nonpartisan levels and the the place where they can be appointed easily and putting in uh you know partisan and and activist judges you 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 know that it was part of the Republican party plan decades ago when they started crying about activist judges you know you can always right. look look at what people suddenly start accusing their opposition to and you will often find what they are actively doing right they because that's why they begin accusing people they're like we're doing this i bet they're doing it also so let's accuse them of doing it and if we just accuse them maybe people won't notice that we're right so yeah standard uh, play yeah love standard play sides, but, no. but those judges are where the pool comes from for the for the Supreme Court, right? For the most right. part. I mean, they don't have to elect judges. They don't have to nominate lawyers. They could nominate you to the Supreme Court if they wanted. Right. Like, it, you don't have to be a, a thing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's long. I think that the the opposition, the, 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 the people... So let me tie it off what you just said, though. There are people, your generation, my generation, the generation before us, who uh, fought hard fights and won things. Um, and that is true, and that is good. Um, that mm -hmm. goes from generations and generations and generations before us. It includes the labor movement. It includes the civil rights movement. It includes some of the, the gay rights movement. Like there, there are things, movements that we have had, we people have had and fought and won. And then. Yes, and then. Because, you know, we fought those hard battles and thank God it's like the kitchen and we can just clean it once and then we're going to win the thing. Oh, no, but that's right. how we, right. We that's that. how we treat it. Right. Yeah. Like the establishment plans long-term we fought the battle. Thank God we fought the battle. And now we can go back about our daily lives and things are better. And that is, would be great if that's how it worked, but you know, it's, it's the, it's uh, not the spectator sport. You got to keep fighting the fight because once you win, <laughs> automatically the interests are going to start shifting again, right? Well, this is why corporations are not people, right? This is why entities, <laughs> entities can last for hundreds and hundreds of years and they can outlast you and they can outlast mm -hmm. your children and your children's children and generations worth of great ideas. They can, they can get their way in the end. If, if ultimately like right now, to me, one of the biggest uh, bugs in the system is just about profitability. And so people do an awful lot in the name of making a profit. Uh, and, and I think that's pretty disgusting if you, uh, if you turn that into a healthcare situation or a uh, education situation or those types of things. But um, yeah, you're right. The corporations have the advantage because they can out. And that's why yep. part of our process has to be forming and building organizations. I mean, that's one of the ways you can define an organizer is they are people who, build the relationships needed to convince others 
to join or form organizations because we're generating power. We're generating power to accomplish things, but there's only one way to preserve that because the people, you and me, we've got lives. We can't do this forever. We, we got to go. We right. got to go do our lives, right? Like, so and we die. We, so we even die. if we do it forever, then they, they can wait us out because they don't die. You know, obviously corporations can go away and all those things, but the greater concept of what we're talking about lives on through the ages and we do not. And, and that's, our concepts may not, I know that like sometimes people will say, Oh, well, the constitution will protect us. It's like, that's a piece of paper that was written by some people that are long dead. So if you're hoping that will protect you, it's a piece of paper. <laughs> like the people today have to interpret it correctly or we're screwed. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, 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 it's a huge challenge because you got to form the organizations to preserve your power you, so that you can still continue the fight. And yet, then the organization is going to have its own interest, right? Like it's so in a way you're setting up multiple fights, but the hope is that the fight with your organization is not as big as the fight with the entity you're setting up the organization to fight. And, 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 right. and, and it's a learning process, right? Like the Knights of labor for our, for our history buffs. And for those who just want to learn more, uh, they suffered because they didn't really have an organizational structure. Like it was the height of us labor. Most workers in the U S were a member of the Knights of labor, uh, back in the right. day. Um, but they didn't have organizational structure and they collapsed quickly. Um, right. And so new structures were formed and thought of, and, and it's a constantly growing thing. And and have we found the right thing? We have not yet. I mean, um, and there's lots of people still doing the work and, and they often tend to be on more democratic structures, more decentralized structures, more horizontal structures, because they can be more robust and less hard to pervert and kill because they they inherently try to maintain more interests of the people involved as opposed to formalizing and crystallizing into a corporate type interest. And we will right. get into those in the future, I'm sure as well. Um, yes, we will. I feel like it's going to be a long episode friends. And I appreciate everyone watching Adam. Do we have other final thoughts or can I wrap this up? Do you think? No, I think we're in a good spot. Uh, and uh, as always, we appreciate people coming and stopping by. So uh, we look forward to episode three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you, Adam. Uh, uh, so so glad you're you're doing this for me, Ed. Ed Lee, appreciate you for joining us. Uh, we're gonna have links down there in the descriptions, and please uh, find ways to get involved with us. Send us some emails. Send leave us some comments. We will try to respond and join join the conversation. Let us know how you think we can rise up. Mm -hmm.